Yeah, I think we we got Georgia has got its own little version of of Invincible going on right now. You know, with uh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah, we've got our own yeah. little version of Invincible going on right now. That, that I, I want to see this how this movie ends. Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm your host Jim Wood, and I've got John Powell with me again to recap the Auburn game. Quick reminder, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MyGotAPodcast. You can email us at MyGotAPodcast at gmail.com. And we would love it if you would please subscribe to our podcast on Google, Amazon, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get right to it. And be sure to stick around until the end when we announce our giveaway winner from 76 Apparel. Yeah, so first I did, I, I think, just to recap our picks that we made, so um, which we actually both did, well, you did better than me. So starting quarterback, I went Daniels, you went Bennett. Obviously, you got that. Uh, yep. one, one and a half quarterbacks play over under. We both took the over, and we were both right, although not for the reasons I think, <laughs> at least for me, not for the reasons <laughs> I thought. But uh, I will much rather have it that way where we get the second back second quarterback in because the game is in hand. I didn't expect to see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Jersey color, we both took red. That was correct, which I was assuming would be correct. I think yeah. we said 0% chance of black jerseys. So we were there. Yeah, and then we both took, yeah, <laughs> we both took Georgia to win. You were closer than I was, but neither of us, I think thought it was going to be like that. So I had 21, 17, you had 21, 10. So you had a larger margin of victory there. That was so, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, you were close. You were you were close. <laughs> I, I, the thing that I didn't actually say, like as a total prediction, but something that you called out that I would not have been looking for at all was Pegues. So I'm glad you said that. I I hadn't. I did not know about that guy, and that guy is huge. Yeah, he's a he was a monster when I saw him in the replays. You know, when I saw the, the game tape with uh, Kentucky, I mean, he was moving all over the place. I'm, I'm actually really surprised that it took them that long to get him involved at the end, basically. like. Well, that was yard. the funny thing. When you mentioned him, I went back and looked at the box score from their game against Kentucky, and he was a guy that didn't really show up in the box score because he didn't have any catches. I don't know if they did any of those direct snaps to him in that game, um, but those were obviously successful. Um, you know, where they had their short yardage and just did that direct snap and that worked. I mean, he's so big, mm-hmm. but that's good, good call. Good call on him. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, playing, playing a guy kind of like that, you know, Pitts obviously is going to represent as we get down, down the wire. But um, yeah. yeah, it was good to see them handle, handle Auburn all, all up and down the field. You know, two good receivers were basically shut down. Um, I mean, their entire team was, effectively shut down <laughs> i think they had like i think they had just a few more points or a few more yards than we had points um in the in the in the first half <laughs> right I, yeah i mean i kind of felt like i mean you had called out you know watch out for seth williams um watch out for eli stove and which you know made sense but just looking at um, the box score, I mean, or you're just in the game. I mean, and the interesting thing also for me was that it was Campbell that we had on Williams 
And I mean, he shut him down. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. So he had, he only had three catches for 34 yards. I don't see Stove on the box score at all. Did he not? I don't think he even had a catch. I don't think he um, did. And their leading receiver ended up being Bigsby. Yeah. So Tank <laughs> when, Bigsby was their re- leading receiver with 68 yards. Yeah. And I think I had messaged you in the lead up to the game that if, if uh, Bo Nix was their leading rusher, that it was going to be a bad night for them in Athens. Well, right. I, I should have said if Tanks Bigsby is their leading receiver, it's going to be a yeah. bad for them. In, in right. Well, and I mean, so, okay. They only had 39 yards rushing total. And Nix was their second leading rusher with eight yards behind Big, Bigsby with 31. I mean, right. that, the, I mean, so just our, our accolades and talk up of the Georgia defense continued to show as true yesterday. And let's not forget that, hey, maybe Arkansas is actually not so bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that Dog Stats posted out there that who had who had uh, Arkansas as the preseason number two defense. Right. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that as as time goes on, obviously we'll have some more common opponents, etc. I think you mentioned that. You know, it will be interesting to see what's going on there. But um, did not expect the performance that we got out of out of out of the boys. Uh, I think Stetson, um, even if he was being honest with himself, probably didn't expect to have so much success passing. Um, I think that he had a, a, Q, a QBR rating of like almost 120 on passes that were over 20 yards downfield. So um, to see him have such success on those deeper throws is is really promising for us, particularly as the season rolls on. Um, but well, I, I mean, the- I just oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, for me, though, the tail of the tape was the defense. Um, The defense basically, you know, we mentioned it in the last podcast, but um, the, uh, you know, when we have good defense and we have good special teams, this team is going to be dangerous, regardless of what we do on the offensive side of the game. Um, I mean, Auburn basically, you know, they opened the game three plays, one yard, Two, uh, and then they had another possession that resulted in a punt. Three plays, one yard resulted in a punt. Five plays, twenty-two yards resulted in a punt. Three plays, four yards resulted in a punt. I mean, I mean that's where I'm saying like they had they had less yards I think in the first half. You know what I mean? Like at that yeah. point, it was, at that point it was twenty-four to nothing. Well, I mean it was over so fast, and my phone is just blowing up from. Everyone at this point, you, my dad, Patrick, my buddy Jeff, just, I didn't see this. I didn't see this coming, you know, because when we went through last week, the kind of realm of possibilities, you know, I was leaning towards a close game. We agreed that Auburn blowing Georgia out didn't seem like it was in the cards. And I still, you know, I said, I think that Georgia blowing out Auburn was possible, but I didn't feel like it was probable. And I mean, obviously, super happy to be wrong <laughs> on that yeah. one because I mean, I I know you know not the hugest score, but I mean, you know, the spread closed at at seven, and we tripled the spread. I mean, so that's you know, I don't know. I, I consider that a blowout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any any way you slice it, it was it was pretty well. Um, I mean, it was it was we beat the dog crap out of him to to pull 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 <laughs> Gus's own quote against him, but. Uh, 
I mean, if if we're up twenty four to three, and our first punt comes in our what one two three four fifth series, if it takes us five series and we're up twenty four to three, and that right. kind of and we if we continue to do that kind of performance on offense, like holy cow, watch out! This team is gonna this team is gonna light up some people. Yeah. So let's talk offense for a second. So the great thing is. This week, we will not have to make a prediction on who's the quarterback. The mailman, <laughs> the mailman has delivered again. And, I mean, he is straight up the guy. And I know we were just talking about the post-game interview with him where he's trying to answer questions, and he's just being mobbed by teammates yelling, mailman, mailman. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, he's showing on the field, and it looks like he's got the support of the whole team. I mean, I know Adam Anderson, I think, was the guy that was in there last, just screaming mailman, and they're you know rubbing his rubbing his hair. Um, and you mentioned the QBR. I actually just saw it for the season on ESPN's QBR, Stetson Bennett is number two in the whole country. I didn't see that coming. I, yeah, I, I think Barrett Sully, you know, obviously was eating a lot of crow with his statement that that, that right. they were going to absolutely what roast us or something like that or torch us yep. or something. Um, yep. But uh, it was nice to see him completely eating eating that crow and owning and owning it. But I do think oh, that in his, in his in his recap kind of article for the game, you know, he he mentioned. Stetson Bennett was just enough. And I'm like, man, that's, if that's not like a backhanded mm. compliment, I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, I, he looked really good. I thought, I mean, the, so the first series, you know, he, he did overthrow, I mean, you know, I think Fitzpatrick, I don't know if he would have had the speed to finish it, but he was open enough that could have maybe even been a, been a touchdown right on the third play of the game where he overthrew him mm-hmm. um, at least a long completion and he overthrew him. I mean, you know, there's gotta be a lot of juice flowing for him. Right you know, first start home game against Auburn. I mean, this is his dream school. He left and came back, right? I mean, he's got to be jacked up. So I can I can understand that. But after that, I mean, he settled in and the touchdown pass to Pickens, I mean, just the air he put under that, uh, he throws a pretty ball. I know he, he underthrew Jackson a bit on that one deep ball later in the game. Um, yeah. he after over- – yeah. Underthrew it a little bit, but a great play by Jackson, right, to slow down and kind of shield the, the defender. But that one to Pickens, there was another nice one to Landers that I don't know if Landers lost it in the lights or what, um, but he, I think he probably got an earful from Kirby after that one. But that one also I felt like was a pretty ball. Just I mean, he ballooned it. It just went like straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the air he puts under the deep ball, I like um, to let you know let that receiver get out there and run under it. Um, so I don't, I'm not, I don't know what he was he was seeing there. I mean, again, the stats guys definitely like him with at the QBR. I mean, 17 to 28, 240 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Uh, that's more than just adequate to me or just and about it, whatever he said. That and that the no picks thing, if that continues, um, I, I believe that we're, we'll have, we have a starter on our hand for, for good. If he doesn't, if he doesn't start turning the ball over, you know, knock on wood. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, that that continues to, to pan out because turnovers will be the, the bane of this offense's existence if we start turning the ball over, coughing the ball up or anything like that. But um, right. yeah, no mistakes, no fumbles, no, no, no giveaways kind of situation would be ideal for, for everyone. Um, 
The I do want to say one thing on Jackson really quick. I still, again, embarrassing omission that I f- forgot him on the first show. I mean, talk about someone emerging. We talked about who can be that number two guy behind Pickens. And I mean, right now, Kyrus Jackson is almost playing like the guy. And I, obviously, he's not, you know, with Pickens eating up that coverage and all the attention and focus on Pickens, you would hope that someone can come in and step in and take advantage of that. And Jackson has absolutely been doing that. He's looked phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, part of me was wondering if it was, you know, because Stetson, you know, spent a lot of time on, on the scout team, you know, Kyrus, you know, he's he's a redshirt sophomore. But, you know, I'm wondering if they were able, if they developed a, a partnership kind of on that second team or whatever for, um, mm. while, while Stetson was kind of doing some of the second team work last year, um, you know, when they're running with the twos and the threes, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how often he was necessarily throwing to Pickens um, previously, but um, it does seem that Karras is his favorite receiver right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see that. So sorry. You were, I think you were starting to say something else right before I said that. If you remember, if I didn't ruin your train of thought. <laughs> uh, I do not remember. It must okay. not have been important. We're going to edit. That um, out. You want? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> shall we discuss the uh, the resurrection of a fullback? <laughs> the, well, the last episode, last recap, we, we were talking about how the tight end is back. They do exist. Now yes. we're talking about the fullback. They do exist. <laughs> the fullback is back, and I tweeted from our podcast account. My God, a fullback! Mm-hmm. After that, after that first touchdown out of the out of the jumbo package where we saw Jalen Carter at fullback and Jordan Davis at tight end. And it was those two guys that, I mean, White walked in on that, that first touchdown where they, where they did that. It, it was beautiful. I just, I love to see it. And I love the fact that it was used twice in the game and produced two touchdowns. Hey man, keep it coming. Keep it coming. And <laughs> whenever we get to those like short yardage situations, there was that one time when we kicked the field goal, um, where you and I were both kind of lamenting that we got a little too cute there um, as we got down to the goal line, um, you know, three straight passes when you've got some, you got you got the horses in the stable. You know, Zeus had been had been dominating to that point, and then you had the jumbo package that would be good for a, a handful of yards. You know, you you really would have liked to have seen the offense punch it in on the ground as opposed to doing what we did, which was you know basically do three cutesy pass plays to the outside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to the outside, I think is a good point there because Bennett was throwing it a long distance, right? A much longer distance than we needed yardage to gain just because he's going to the edge there where Mm -hmm. I do feel like, and maybe it's because you're in tighter at the goal line or something, but the passes over the middle are, I feel like where we really hurt them, which is interesting. It's kind of different from Arkansas, right? Arkansas, it was kind of those short outside passes and here over the, over the middle, the tight end, a lot of stuff down the middle worked really well. Yeah, which that was always a, a knock on the offense last season was that it seemed like we were afraid to go down the middle. True. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, and I guess one of the, from the one of the things that we talked about, I, I guess I was kind of hoping had happened was that maybe we had figured something out with the offensive line in the second half against Arkansas. Um, and so some of the changes that we made against Arkansas didn't hold here, right? So Hill actually played the majority of the snaps at center. Um, so that was good to see. Good to see him bounce back. Um, 
he snapped the ball well. We didn't see the over the head, way to the side like we did against Arkansas. Um, mm-hmm. So that was good. And, and and there were lanes for the running backs to run through from the get-go, right? Um, mm-hmm. No, we had a good push. We had a good push across the board. Um, uh, one of the guys that I know that was was starting that people were kind of surprised about on Twitter was was Owen Condon picked up a, a start there. Um, mm-hmm. He did make some mistakes, but like I said, uh, the entirety, uh, the unit together, all all, all inclusive, um, they were able to get much more push than we did in the Arkansas game, which I definitely want to see that continue. Yeah. Okay. So offense made made I, well. I don't know. It just it gelled really from the start. I would say. I mean, again, we have three and out. I think first drive, but then from then on. Looked great. I mean, in, in the second half, the offense didn't do as much, but didn't need to, right? I mean, we matched Auburn in points, um, so kept that same halftime lead throughout and just kind of held them at arm's length for the remainder of the half. It kind of made me think of Spaceballs at the end with Lone Star and Lord Helmet, and Lone Star is holding Lord Helmet at arm's length, and Lord Helmet is just waving his Spaceballs style <laughs> lightsaber at him. Like, I, it kind of felt like that's what we did to Auburn in the second half last night. I don't know. <laughs> because when they were on offense, you know, Bo Nix did a lot of running around, maybe. And uh, some things that I kind of got frustrated with why can't we get the, you know, bring this guy down? But ultimately, it didn't really hurt. You know, there, he didn't get any super positive plays out of that, uh, generally. Um, he, the guy, I'll, I'll give him credit, you know, that he is, he is elusive, but it, they, I don't know, they didn't really take advantage of his elusiveness, I guess I would say. Yeah, I don't know. But um, the the elusiveness of Bo Nix was definitely something that was incredibly frustrating because it, there were times when the plays just completely broke down for Auburn and they would get these big gains and big yards or, you know, turn a, a negative play into a positive play on uh, on some, you know, backyard football type play. Um, I yeah. think there was one where, you know, he was able to get the ball to back up to the line of scrimmage when he just like lobbed the ball up like a layup or something like that over the, over <laughs> one of our defenders to to the to dig uh, to tank, um, and uh, and he was able to get make, turn it into a positive play. But there was a lot of that. You know, he, had things gone you know better for the defense, which I'm surprised to be saying that we could have been better, but it could have. Um, you know, I think you're channeling you're channeling Kirby Smart's attitude right now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we we got to get better. We got to get better. Yeah, Stetson's got to go out and get better. He'll be back out here doing work. <laughs> That's right. I did so that one thing that I so I was getting frustrated at the same thing, right? Where we're the past. So another thing we talked about, right, was you know how do you stop their receiving core? How, because we knew that's what we needed to shut down, and we talked about. Uh, needing our secondary to make plays, which we did get a pick, and you know what leads to that, and it's pressure. And I feel like we got pressure the whole game. It didn't necessarily result in sacks, although Ojolari's sack where he just bull rushed was uh, I loved that. That was so awesome. Um, and then the play that I really liked was it was also this was in the fourth quarter, I believe, um, where Ojolari had a nice rush off the edge. And he basically came clean free and had Knicks and he stopped because he had remembered what's been happening all game that they're letting them, you know, through clean like that. And then he does, like you said, like that little 
you know, this little screen pass. He was doing some funky stuff, right? And mm-hmm. Ojolari actually, he stopped and he peeled off. And then he let him through it. And then they got Bigsby for, you know, I don't even know if he gained a yard, right? But just to <laughs> see that adjustment in game, I really loved because that kept that had been frustrating me all game. So a, a little bit of a nitpick, but to see them pick up on that and adjust in game, I thought was a really good sign. Yeah, no, no. Aziz, Aziz had a big time game. Um, I don't think he started, but um, he certainly finished well. Uh, he was great. Um, and then, I mean, you know, hated to not have LeCount. I I don't agree that that was targeting. Um, and like I know. Most Georgia fans obviously didn't. Um, most of the beat writers at the game um, and kind of pundits, I felt like, agreed that it wasn't targeting. I did see Tony Barnhart um, said that it's basically, you know, it doesn't have to be helmet to helmet. It was that his shoulder went to his helmet. Um, that So he was saying it was textbook targeting. I kind of get into the spirit of the rule type thing. I mean, when the receiver is ducking down, like I'm not really sure what you're supposed to do. But yeah, I, I, I had mentioned something along those lines that they really need to have a tweak on the on the rules here because I really don't know what else LeCount could have done there. Um, I mean, yeah, he maybe was going down and would have caught the ball and it would have been dead right there. But his job as a defender is to make sure he does not catch the ball. And if you basically just allow the receivers to collapse down to the ground to catch the ball. Like at that point, there's no tackle football anymore. Right. Right. Let's just play. Let's just play flag. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will say at least it happened in the first half, which means LeCount doesn't have to miss any time against Tennessee. So that Mm -hmm. that's, I guess my silver lining on, on that. Yep. And uh, you know the the other thing that um, that I think is is amazing <laughs> to to think about, but uh, Auburn has not beaten Georgia in Georgia since two thousand and five. Okay, so and I I I knew that, and I talked about that uh, with Megan. Uh, thanks again to Megan, my friend Auburn grad for coming on uh, to give us the Auburn fans perspective. Um, I'm not sure she'll ever come on again after <laughs> the game went like that after I talked to her, but um, it was a lot Thanks of fun. For your participation. <laughs> um, but she, you know, she, she came prepared and that was one of the things that she dropped. And I am now like, it hadn't really hit me until last night that I didn't even have children the last time Auburn won at Georgia. Holy cow. That's, that's that's something I was going to throw out there too. Was that my children do not know the taste of defeat with Auburn coming to Sanford Stadium? Oh my gosh! And I mean, and I have a high schooler. My my oldest is in, is in the ninth grade, and she was not born the last time Georgia lost to Auburn at home. So that that is a great great thing. Um, if I were to nitpick, actually, let me say. Well, I think overall special teams. I think special teams were not as good in this game as they were against Arkansas, I would say, but they were still very good. Um, and my, I guess my kind of, we had the two like back-to-back motion penalties on that first punt. That was kind of frustrating. Um, we saw some directional kicking. Uh, uh, I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, uh, definitely like the out of the end zone. My guess is, let me see what you think about this. It started after we got up big. And so my question is, did was it was that strategy employed to make sure we can tackle someone? Because you're not you could you could miss and and not get it out of the end zone at some point and need to tackle. And so they need live game 
practices of tackling a kickoff? Or is that just too risky to even consider? I don't know. I don't know. I could I could foresee Kirby trying to milk the clock kind of situation. I mean, knowing that they weren't able to do anything on offense, any amount of time that we were able to clip off could be a net positive for the team there. Um, yeah. However, however long it is, you know, um, I don't know. I don't like it. I hate it. I hate everything about yeah. it. Give me my give give me uh, give, give me Tyler Dogden's. Uh, favorite favorite, favorite play, play. So favorite play. The, the, he actually tweeted last night the first time the first kickoff that didn't go out of the end zone. He tweeted that my favorite play, which yeah, uh, was hilarious. Exactly. Um, and then Hot Pod, which we are we are officially calling him Hot Pod now. I do believe that. Uh, do I think we, that's kind of. Do we not so, have to? Should we not? So, so I don't cheesy. know. I've seen it. it it's a lot. It's been on Twitter. We'll just uh, maybe I'll just say Pod because I can't really I, I mess up his name anyways. Pod Lesney. Is that right? <laughs> so two two of three. It, it did make me miss Hot Rod, though, when he – because well, the one that he missed was – was it 48 yards or was it 43? It was inside of 50. It mm-hmm. was one that I felt like it was a Rodrigo automatic one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, but he made – you know, he made the two that he had to – that I, I, I did really want points on that drive, the, the one that he missed, but um, turned out not to, not to really matter because Auburn seemed um, – pretty okay with just running the clock for us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was telling you that, uh, you know, at one point when, when we went up, we went up big, right. It was right before the interception, you know, they had, I, I don't know. It was right before the interception that I felt like that time was, was of the essence for them that they had to start taking shots downfield. And I think that the, the broadcast crew kind of mentioned as such that they were surprised. Number one, that it took so long for Seth Williams to even get targeted. Um, I thought it was strange that they didn't get Pegues involved um, sooner, but, um, you know, it not, literally nothing was working, so they had nothing to lose if they were to change things up. Um, but, yeah, they just, they, just kept, they just kept running the ball and doing these little, little dink and dunk plays that was just eating the clock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, again, and that's where I get back to my Spaceballs thing. Like, I feel like that's was basically Kirby was just kind of like, okay, like, sure, we'll give you that. You know, we'll, they, we cut off everything deep and let them dink and dunk their way to basically killing the clock. I mean, we only had the ball three times in the second half. We just let them mm-hmm. piddle around and get three points, you know, <laughs> and chew the clock. Yeah. The second half, I mean, it went pretty fast. It felt like it went pretty fast. I mean, that game was just, uh, I mean, it was just over. And then we were just kind of waiting for the clock to run out. I don't know. <laughs> we were like, do you guys want to play? <laughs> I, apparently was, not. <laughs> which was, I mean, which was amazing. I mean, it was uh, kind of a nice, relaxing second half. I never had to get nervous and have a, my heart rate racing, you know, like a, I, w- I guess I would say typical Aubrey game. Um, so that was, that was definitely nice. Yeah, nice to have that happen. Let, let me let me uh, let me th- go back to the offense, but like, sure. Let's look at the scoring drives, and this these are these are surprising to me. Like, I, I didn't realize that the scoring plays um, were so long. So you know, Bennett basically led scoring drives forty three yards, fifty nine yards, eighty four yards, and seventy two yards. Those are those are manhood manhood stealing drives as as uh, yeah. get the get the picture puts it you know in, in his block. Right. <laughs> Mumple, right. shout out Mumple. 
Well, yeah, and, and that's kind of so that <laughs> I, I do feel like uh, so yes, I mean that was all. I mean the first half, and we did we just robbed them of their manhood. And I so the other thing I said on Twitter was that now this is manball. <laughs> because, you know, like I said in our in our first episode, that to me, I felt like what everyone has been lamenting, calling man ball for the last two years with our offense, I have felt like, oh, I mean, that's this is man ball? Like, we're in the shotgun running inside zone. Like, I don't know, that just doesn't seem very manly to me. Um, man ball is Jalen Carter <laughs> in that fullback and just, you know, <laughs> smashing holes open. And with Jordan Davis at tight end and Zamir White waltzing into the end zone. Um, I mean, that that was amazing. So that was the kind of robbing of their manhood in the first half. And then in the second half, you know, back in the Rick era, you know, I feel like his favorite thing, his favorite way to end a game with when at the peak of the Rick and Bobo offense was we would have this like 10 minute drive. Like we'd get the ball back with 10 minutes in the fourth quarter with a lead and we would end up taking a knee at the end of the game without scoring. Like we just have these like long, crazy drives. And I feel like Kirby is the antithesis of that where he's just like leaves our, like our defense is out there and the other team is out there like gaining yards, but not quickly enough and frankly not scoring. And that's how he ends games. Right. (laughs) Which I'm, you know, the other thing I didn't, I mean, I don't think either of us felt like we would keep them out of the end zone. I mean, that was uh, – I just can't say enough about the defense. Again, Kirby continued to tell them they need to improve. And, and we, we nitpicked a couple of things. I think there are things you can find, and, I'm sure, and there's plenty that you can see on the tape to improve. But, I mean, to keep them out of the end zone, that was, that was impressive. Um, I, that was very impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, all, all of my Auburn friends were really, really quiet um, yesterday. <laughs> I, sent, I sent you a funny meme. I sent you a funny yeah. meme about Kirby, you know, finding quarterbacks to play. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Franklin was Franklin. The guy that sent it to me, he was he was very quiet afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's getting um, pretty one sided here. And I guess the other thing I'll say just you know, in the recent matchups uh, between them, between Georgia and Auburn, um, and I will say maybe there is something to my original thought of, Hey, maybe playing Auburn early in the season. Isn't so bad. <laughs> I don't think it really matters at this point because <laughs> it's, becoming, <laughs> it's becoming a Georgia tech ish rivalry. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and you, you said you weren't worried about Auburn. I wasn't before the season. I was after last week. Um, but I, I did not expect that kind of I, I was hoping I was expecting improvement with the offense. Um, I wasn't ex- expecting it to be that big of an improvement. And uh, the one other thing I'll say on offense is we got to keep getting Kenny McIntosh involved as well. Um, mm-hmm. Kick uh, that opening kickoff return, awesome! I yelled, "How about how about them apples?" I stole my wife's line. She came back and said that the return was crisp. So, uh, love Kenny McIntosh. Love what he did, what he's doing in the return game and on offense. And I thought Cook was having a good game until he got hurt. Hopefully, he's okay. I think Kirby said he could have come back in, but we didn't really need him. Yeah, kind of like JT Daniels could have come in, but didn't. But um, yeah, I think I, we can I, put I, that to bed. I think we can put it to bed. I and I was the one. I was prolonging the quarterback debate. You told me 
that it was Bennett and it's going to be Bennett until there's a reason not to be Bennett. I didn't listen. I'm now listening. We've got a starter. How could I ever have doubted the mailman? <laughs> the mailman delivers. Unbelievable. I love it. I love it. And you know, I was so, I, and I, I love a good story. I've said that and I get sentimental. I mean, mailman story is pretty good too. <laughs> he's got a great story. I tell you what, he's, you know, Kirby, Kirby mentioned that he's not the type of kid to say that he's arrived or whatever, or feel like he's arrived. Um, but, you know, seeing Stetson in the interview afterwards, he almost looks uncomfortable in the spotlight, which, which makes me yeah. love him even more because there's, yeah. there's a, there, you know, there's some folks that could probably throw some, some schmarm out there or whatever, um, you know, and, and get a little bit of, take a little opportunity to, you know, I guess a victory lap, if you will, with the media. But um, he seems like he's just a really straightforward kid. And like I said, and we led this off of the podcast. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about how it, how it looked in the Arkansas game, but in this Auburn game afterwards, you really felt it. I, I really felt it when I saw all of his teammates run around him. You, they want to play for this kid. And uh, not to say that they don't want to play for Mathis or they don't want to play for Daniels, but like I don't know what yeah. it is about Stetson, and maybe it's the fact that he's, you know, virtually the the biggest you know leader. He's been there the longest. Um, seems to really know what he's doing with the offense. They seem really comfortable with him at quarterback. Um, and if, if that continues, uh, you you like you like our chances on offense if they continue to want to play because that that desire that motivation that motivation on offense is going to, to lead these guys to a championship if we can continue this going going forward. Well, it's amazing just in my psyche, the way things have changed. We've gone from, oh my, oh my gosh, Fromm left. Hey, we've got Jamie Newman. Oh my gosh, Newman <laughs> opted out. Uh, hey, Mathis, now we're to Bennett. To, but uh, me doubting Bennett, you know, last week and saying that Daniels is going to start to Fourth quarter, you and I are texting. Oh no, is the mailman hurt? I hope his hand's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are we he gonna was, do without the mailman? <laughs> he was really flexing. He was really flexing that, that, that hand there. Um, he was, but he I was. You, but see, I don't. Know, they haven't said anything about. I haven't heard anything about that today. So I assume he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was okay. I just don't think that they were wanting to throw the ball at the end of the game. Um, but no yeah. need to. <laughs> exactly exactly but you know uh let's let's hope let's hope that things continue there because i do i do love the feel good story uh if that continues i imagine you know you have to figure that uh the game day will probably be you know in tuscaloosa should things continue to to go go forward the way they are number one versus number and the other thing i think that we probably i don't want to talk I was kidding. <laughs> no talk. No, we got Tennessee next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, did you see that is officially a 3.30 CBS game of the week, Tennessee at Georgia next week. They I, did. Today. I saw yeah. that. I saw that. Um, which, you know, a, a broadcast drubbing of Tennessee would be, would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> because I got to tell you, Tennessee's been getting a lot of – Tennessee's been getting a lot of love. Their defense looks pretty good. Um, I haven't looked at a whole lot of film. I know we'll do our preview show, but um, you know, I'll, I'll certainly be looking a little closer at their offense. But the defense appears to be pretty, pretty good right now thus far. But um, but yeah, 
Uh, we got we got any any time we're playing three thirty on Saturday is a good day. Absolutely. Did you have something else? I cut you off again. I'm bad. Oh, no, I talked no, too much. No, you saw Jeremiah Holloman. You, you you sent me Jeremiah Holloman's tweet about Stetson Bennett, which to me is yeah. probably one of the most hilarious things I've seen in in a while. Um, yeah. Where he basically he basically showed a. A, a picture of, of a message that Stetson sent him a long time ago where he was trying to get it was from notes. He was, 2000 he, May of 2016. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Stetson was, Stetson was a, probably what a high schooler at that point. Right. Yeah. So this is, this is, yep. This is while they were, I would say Holloman was too. Right. So this is their yeah. both being in, in the recruiting process. Yep. Yep, and he basically was was saying, "Hey, I'm looking to go to camp at Auburn. Just want to make sure somebody somebody knows that I'm coming." Right. Holloman <laughs> Holloman put the picture. He took a screenshot of their text message into a tweet and said, "I think they know who you are now, Stetson." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that is the stuff of gold right there. That is that is gold. Unbelievable! That, that that really is awesome. I I someone uh, was kind enough to retweet that into my timeline. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> what else you got, Jim? Um, I was trying to think if I had any. You know, uh, I did have a question from Patrick, but we already answered it. He had just said, "Is the quarterback controversy?" controversy officially over and i said yes it's it's done i think we we could put that to bed uh, we already talked about that solidly to bed right now yeah unless unless something dramatic changes or someone's performance and in, in practices really dramatically improves week over week uh, i believe that you are looking at the starting quarterback for the university of georgia bulldogs um stetson bennett he is going to be the starter for for quite some time until he proves that he doesn't deserve it anymore hey the mailman is a i believe he is a junior by class right because 17 he redshirted uh he was he'd gone for eight so he got 17 was a redshirt freshman year and he got so that and then 18 would have been freshman 19 sophomore 20 junior which means he we could still have him again next year plus covid gives you a freebie we could have three years of the mailman including this year <laughs> Well, isn't everybody? Isn't everybody basically? If you're a senior, you're actually really a junior because you get like this year's like a. Freebie, My understanding right? is, it's a freebie for anyone, um, and if you're a senior this year and come back again next year, you don't count against the 85 limit. But you know that goes away after next year, so there would be roster. I don't know that it's really going to affect anyone at this point. I'm not sure, oh. unless for like Julian Rochester wants to come back again, or like uh, Nate McBride or something. Maybe I can see something like that, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I just saw an article from the AJC talking about uh, Kirby Kirby Smart talking about how he made a mistake and that Bennett should have been the guy all along. Since we're talking about Bennett, really? Yeah, said so some people. Some people could probably argue that we didn't make the right decision in the first game. Maybe he should have been the guy. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, he's he he's, he certainly looked like it. I mean, yeah. he's. I'm, I I did not. I mean, he had obviously. I wasn't thinking about him. And I was surprised when he came in. I mean, he's. 
I guess my expectations th- thus weren't very high anyway, but I mean, he's blown them away for me. Yeah, and he goes on to say, you know, Kirby Kirby goes on to kind of fill some color in on how this guy's been thinking. And he mentioned it in the interview that all, all of the interviews was that he – he expected to. He he. His goal when he came to Georgia from the get from the beginning was to be the starter. Um, well, which, there. <laughs> oh, keep going. But you know, basically, he's he's giving him credit. He says not only was he not the guy, he was not getting a lot of reps early in camp. His to his credit, the reps he took a lot of value in. He came and saw me a couple of times, wanted to know why he was why he was where he was and why he wasn't getting a lot of reps. Um, they, they talked about it a lot as a staff. Um, it wasn't a clear cut, but, um, anyway, it, that's, that, that is, that is interesting that he would say that. Um, yeah. I was going to say there's a, there's an account I have found on, on Twitter. Um, it's like Stetson Bennett fan account. Have mm-hmm. you seen any of those? And it's basically just always talks up Stetson Bennett. And they said the other day, or it was like that feeling when you're thinking about the fact that Georgia could be coming off their third straight national championship if Bennett had been the starter since 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Everybody was worried about the from Justin Fields controversy. We should have been worried about the Bennett controversy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That, yeah. How could Georgia not play Justin Fields, please? How could Georgia not be starting the mailman? Yeah, exactly. I mean, to his credit, you know, he, he didn't get a whole lot of opportunities. It sounds like that basically he just owned – owned his role and just, just stuck around and fought about it. And I think Kirby also said in another quote, I saw he basically didn't cry about it either. And that to me, that to me just speaks volumes. I mean, it's almost like, I think we we kind of mentioned, you know, DJ Shockley ish, you know, he's, he's getting his opportunity Mm -hmm. to come on board. He waited around. He actually left. I came back. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So so to me, I mean, that's like that, I want I want this story to be successful moving forward. I want I want him to be the guy. I want him to be the most successful quarterback in Georgia history. Like you know that kind of thing. I, I want him to just be as successful as possible because I love the story about the kid and everything. You the more you hear about him, the more you hear about how he thinks. The more you hear about how he how he works. Um, he's just a guy that the entire dog nation should get behind. Even though you know, like I I nitpick on him too. You know, like I said, I think if. if if we had a quote unquote better skilled quarterback, um, a couple of those throws that he made probably were, would be touchdowns. Um, well, yeah, like that one to Jackson, right? I mean, he didn't get quite enough distance on it. Um, mm-hmm. If he had thrown it a little bit further, would have been would have been six. But I, I do feel like he knows his limitations and plays within his abilities. I mean, like like that balloon ball that I mentioned that he threw to Landers, and I know it wasn't completion, but that's a kind of ball that guys with an arm like that throw right like throw that balloon ball throw it really high mm-hmm. and it, i mean it, it can be effective um so I, I i love that um and and i think he's critical of himself too right i mean he talked about that in the arkansas game that two-point conversion that yes it worked and yes it, they got the two points but he he actually made it harder than it should have been the way he sent cook in motion brought a linebacker in his way right um <laughs> and which i saw us do stuff like that last night where we sent folks in motion and took people out of the, out of the play. So definitely think that what Munkin is teaching them and is dialing up is, you know, is working. So I feel like we saw a much better gelling and meshing of the Munkin offense with our players, with the Matt Luke offensive line. 
um, we're seeing it come together already in just game two. So hopefully that can just continue to prove. Um, yeah. The, uh, the other thing I like about Stetson Bennett is he's also, I think he's funny. <laughs> like he has good, funny answers. Someone <laughs> asked him something yesterday about like how he would it, it, actually, I think it was the question where you were just saying that he was saying all along he expected, like he expected to play. His goal was to you know, win SEC championships and national championships. But I think initially when they asked him, what was your expectation when you got to Georgia? His initial answer was, which time? <laughs> That's great. So that I loved. I thought that was good. So the kids, you know, not only can he deliver, but he also has a sense of humor. So I obviously appreciate that. Yeah, I think we we got Georgia has got its own little version of of invincible going on right now. You know, with uh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah, we've got our own yeah. little version of Invincible going on right now. That, that I, I want to see this how this movie ends. One last thing before we sign off, uh, did want to announce the winner of our seven six giveaway. So after compiling all of the entries across all social platforms, the winner ended up being a Facebook entry. So with it being Facebook, I'm just going to go first name and then first initial of last name, and I will reach out to this person directly. So the winner is Patrick K. So congratulations, Patrick. I'll reach out to you to find out size and which cert you want. Uh, so congratulations, Patrick, and thanks to everyone for entering. And obviously, thanks to 7-6 Apparel as well. Well, that went a lot better than even I expected. So, um, But great to get a win and top the Tigers in Athens again, like we've done every year since 2005. So we'll talk again soon uh, to do our Tennessee preview. Absolutely. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>